This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and this is another Ruck Infringement Podcast special interview. This week's guest, Adrian Patel. Adrian, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I am great. It's our pleasure to have you on. We really appreciate it. Let's get straight into it. For those that don't know who you are, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and who you played for? Yeah, for sure, mate. My name's Adrian Pertell. I'm from Albury originally, um, down on the New South Wales border, so a bit of AFL territory down there. But I um, I love rugby league as a kid. Played it since I was about five and got the opportunity to go and trial for Canberra at 17. And uh, they asked me to come up and do a two-year sort of apprenticeship. It was called cadetship back in the day at the Canberra Raiders. Um, so I went up there, played a couple of years in reserve grade, uh, debuted in 06, um, played 60-odd games for the Raiders, then signed with the Panthers up in Sydney for a couple of years and um, then moved overseas to the Super League with the Bradford Bulls and uh, finished a year off with the London Broncos. Uh, yeah, lovely, mate. So, yeah, but that's, that's my story, man. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I remember you playing days in the uh, Raiders and, and Danvers as well. But let's talk a little bit about your debut game. Do you want to take us through your debut? Yeah, for sure. I think it's um such a big occasion and everyone it's a fond memory for everyone that makes their debut. And I think it's because it's just not that night. It's everything that's gone into that night. I think, like I said, I've played footy since I was five years old. I love the game. Um, and it's all those late nights, the training and early mornings and sacrifices, missing birthday parties, weddings. Um, all the effort you put in, um, and it just comes down to that one opportunity. And yeah, we played Manly in Brookvale, um, 2006. It was round one. Um, had a good preseason. Um, we'll rank outsiders. They had a really strong side, and I had the opportunity to debut with Ben Jones and Willie Raston, which was really cool. We all debuted together, and yeah, we we come out and had a good win at Brookvale. So uh, for me, it was a great opportunity that was just topped off with um, with a win. So yeah, it was a really great night, and one that I can still remember now. Yeah, mate, that's what you want to win at Brookie's always good. All right, did you have a funniest teammate that you played with? Um, I, I love footy because I think, you know, the whole environment was fun. Everyone had yeah. a bit of character about him, different personalities. Uh, but Troy Thompson at the Raiders, he was a funny dude. Uh, yeah. when I first moved up, he took me under his wing. Um, then a big one was probably Joel Monaghan. He's, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a really funny dude. I think he, he used to joke about it. He goes, look, mate, I'm white. I've got freckles, red hair. I've got no other choice. I've got to be funny. But, um, I mean, you'll probably argue with that, say it's strawberry blonde, but we all know it's red. But, yeah, he great character of the game and he just he could make everyone laugh and even through tough periods in a, in a season, he'd be able to find a way to make things funny and have a really good relationship with players and coaches. Yeah, and you need that around NRL clubs. That's, that's definitely great, mate. Now, the next question I've got, can you share some stories about some great characters of the game that you played with? Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I look back on my career and I'm, you know, I'm so grateful that I got to play with some um, big names in the game. And yeah. I mean, I look back at Canberra and Jason Croker's one who played over 300 games. Yeah. Uh, one one cut man, uh, just a beast of a human. He just had a, such respect around the organisation. And um, like I said, the opportunity to play with someone like him and get to know him off the field is um, something that I'm really grateful for. Um, just a complete competitor. Um, and I just look at him like, I guess it was a different era, but um, we had a, a session up at the Origin one night and um, I was only 18 and we are driving a bus back to Canberra and uh, the next morning, and I'd had way too much to drink, I was feeling crook, but Twist just sat at the front of the bus with a case of beer and he just had these eyes and he just looked around and he just wanted him to look at you, but if he looked at you, he'd just hand you a beer 
and he had to drink it. And that didn't stop for the whole way home from Sydney to Canberra the next day. So he never said no to it. But um, legend of a dude, you know, yeah. great player and um, respected by so many around Canberra. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Now, the next one we got, is there a game that stands out in your memory? And, you know, like your debut is always special, but is there another game apart from your debut that stands out in your memory more so than others? Um, yeah, I guess like for me, like I look back on my career and if there's sort of not, not a regret, but I just wish as a team we had more success. Um, mm-hmm. obviously there's individual things you look at and go, yeah, that was great. But yeah, I mean, the main goal is we're all training together to try and win a comp. And I probably right. didn't realize that at the time. Um, you know, we're just sort of happy to be playing and amongst it, we're still competing. But, um, but from an individual level, there's actually one where I got dropped from first grade. Um, I got, uh, it was 2006, my first year. And, I got dropped, and that's fair enough. I wasn't playing great. That's what happens. And um, went back to reserve grade, and Cappy was our coach. He actually picked me at five eight. I don't know. There was a heap of injuries, and I just went out and absolutely killed it at Canberra Stadium. And um, Matty Elliott just said, "Oh, like I remember the interview he was like, oh, he plays like a demon or something." He goes, "I've got to pick him. I've got to pick him again." The next week, I was on the wing in first grade. So I went from five eight in um, reserve grade to the wing in first grade. But um, in terms of the NRL level, um. There was we didn't get many Friday night games back when I was playing at Canberra. We sort of sort of weren't one of the most popular teams for win games back when it was sort of they were the two big games, the Friday night yeah. game and Sunday afternoon game. But we had a Friday night game against the Dragons at Canberra. So back when I could get a haircut, I got the short back and sides, TV cut. Um and went out. We yeah, we had a really good record against the Dragons and bagged three tries, Friday night footy, straight to Mooseheads after. So um yeah, that was nice. a good one from an individual level. Yeah, I love that. Uh talking about Matty Elliott, we had him on the podcast earlier uh, at the end of last year. And he's, he's a great guy, absolute great guy. Uh, mate, the next one we got, it, it's it's a bit of, I want to talk a bit about fans and the media. And how do you deal with, the, when you were playing, how did you deal with the backlash from fans at games or online? I know online wasn't as prevalent back then, but how did you deal with that? Yeah, look, to be honest, man, I don't think I've dealt with it pretty well at all. Um, and that's something as I've grown older and more mature, I've learned to sort of maybe understand the thoughts that are going in my head a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a player, I reckon I probably try to escape from it a little bit. And I used to love to party and go out. And yeah, yeah. But I find it probably wasn't going coming from a good place at times. Like if we played bad, someone sprays you when you're walking off the field or away. I might go out and you know go out and drink or you know go and play the pokies or something. So it wasn't coming from a good place. So I think I was trying to maybe escape from it at times. Um, but you know, in hindsight, I just wish that I was maybe more control of my own thoughts because people can have an opinion of your game, but I knew the effort that I was putting in. Um, yeah. And what it comes down to is the coach and the players respecting you. And if, if they've got the trust in you, then um, really that's all that matters on the weekend. So I haven't played with anyone that I know that's gone out to try and lose a game of footy. Um, everyone's going out there to compete and sometimes it just doesn't go your way or you don't have a good game. So yeah, that's um, right. like I said, fans pay their money. They're entitled to have an opinion. I just look at it that I wish I, but I was only a young head. So um, you know, I just wish I had had that mental strength to, you know, take on what we're saying, but not let it affect me and, and yep. just get back to training. But like you say, in saying that, I think it's really tough for these guys today. There's so much access via social media and stuff mm. um, that, you know, they're so accessible. I think Twitter was only just starting when, um, when I was still playing at the end of my NRL career. And uh, that was just before I went to England. I felt it was at a good time. So I got a couple of sprays on Twitter too. And I was like, man, I love this game. But um <laughs> At that point, I just wasn't mentally strong enough to take that. So, yeah, um, like I said, it's everyone can have an opinion and it's up to the person 
what they do with that opinion, whether it let, lets you affect them. I used to love after a bad game, you just get to training on a Monday and you rip in and then you build that confidence back, ready to go the next weekend. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely think social media has made it worse because of how accessible it is for people now. Fans can just get on it. You know, you can send messages on Instagram, Facebook, all of them. So I think it has made it worse. But as you said, it's how you deal with it. So I love that, mate. Uh, now, you played a bit of centre and wing. Which position did you enjoy more? Um, yeah, I think like at a first grade level, I ended up playing centre wing, a little bit of back row. Over in England, played 5-8 towards the back end of my career. Yeah, well. Again, in 04, um, like I played three games of, I mean, three years of reserve grade when I was Premier League at the Raiders. My favourite position was probably fullback. Like, okay. Just because you yeah. get the opportunity to like cruise around the field and yeah. um, just join him wherever you want. Just so much freedom there. Um, but like I said, that year in 06 when I had a mad uh, pre-season, obviously we had Klinish Shikoski at fullback. And yeah. um, we had a couple of good fullbacks in our system as well. William Zillman, I think Marshall Chalk was a fullback at some time. So an opportunity popped up on the wing. So um, that's when I hear people say, oh, I don't play that position. I'm like, mate, if the coach picks me in first grade, I'll that's try. Right. You take it. So you take it. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, centre was great because, you know, you get more, a little bit more opportunity back then, a little bit more opportunity with the footy, um, yeah. a little bit more pressure defensively. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed them both. I think 08 was a great year. That was the best year for me personally. Um, top try scorer for the Raiders that year. Yeah. Um, but I had a really good combination with with Monas. So, I started off in the centres, but then it, I think I did my medial, then I came back onto a wing and we ended up playing on the same side. But, Neil Henry was our coach, and he was just like, look, if you two boys want to swap at times, we just had a really – because we were such great mates off the field, we kind of mm-hmm. interchanged quite a bit between wing and centre. Um, so yeah. I kind of got the best of both worlds. But, um, yeah, I mean, I look at some of the wingers today, and it's just like, geez, they're freaks at the moment. So I don't know if I could play that position either. Mate, they are absolutely built. Uh, now, did you have a footy nickname? Um, I mean, classic Aussies, eh? We're not real um, – I guess, imaginative at times. Perks yeah. is like the classic one. Half my name, put an S on it. Yeah. But nice. um, there's, there's a couple of fun ones. I think me and Joshy Miller, whenever I see Josh, we just call each other Bruce just because there's this random dude in Canberra that would like, he'd just pop up everywhere. Whether we were out yeah, right. at a restaurant, he'd just be behind us. And I don't know, we just say we, we thought his name was Chris or something. And then like after about a year, he's like, my name's Bruce. <laughs> oh, damn, sorry, man. So I just called Joshy Bruce. He's, he's the same with me. But, um, you know, three, our reserve grade side um, won the competition. And I think I played the last five games for reserve grade that year at Canberra. And then I got dropped because all the big names came back. They they um, got registered from first grade. Uh, but they went on to win the comp. And all the boys were ringing me going, hey, you got to get back to Canberra because I was in Albury. And um, I got my sister to drive me back up to Canberra because I was, think I was too hungover or something. And um, anyway, we got there and we're at Phil Graham's house. And before we went out, I put my wallet in his letterbox. And um, then the next day, he couldn't find a key to the letterbox. So um, <laughs> for the whole Mad Monday week, I borrowed money off Campo, but um, I, so I couldn't get my wallet. So the boys were calling me Seagull just because I was like, you know, begging for chips and that. So um, I woke up in the morning and I had all this newspaper over and the boys were just chucking chips at me, calling me the Seagull. Just hanging around, just getting all the scraps. So a few of the boys still call me the Seagull, but not very fond of that nickname anyway. <laughs> Mate, it, that, that's actually a pretty good one. Um, I feel like Joshy Miller is responsible for a lot of the nicknames. I had Benny Benny Cross on, and he yeah. Joshy Miller gave him a nickname as well. So, yeah, I feel like yeah, he's a bit responsible for a few of those. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun, mate. Uh, mate, the next one, did you have a rugby league idol that you looked up to? 
Um, I mean, like when you're younger, you look at guys on the TV, like I love Andrew Eddinghouse and Tim Brasher. Yeah. They go, those guys played Origin. Um, and we didn't get much footy down in Albury, so um, we used to get the origin. So I love those sort of guys. Um, Andrew Johns, like he was a freak. Oh, yeah. You looked up to him. Pretty cool. I got an opportunity to play against him. Pretty sure he smoked me a few times. Might have got dropped the week after I played him, to be actually, to be honest. Um, but I think as a idol in terms of someone that I look up to and took advice from, I probably look at Clinton Shikovsky. He was my first captain in 06. Yeah. Um, and he sort of looked after me through those First years when I was just training with the top squad, um, 18, 19, 20, I just found him a really level-headed dude that knew a good balance between when to have a good time, when to switch on. And mm. um, I'm, he's still the guy that I go to now for advice in terms of footy or, or life or whatever. So, um, yeah, he, he gave me great confidence in my ability as a player and just in terms of his life lessons and his knowledge of the game, I was really grateful that I got an opportunity to spend time with him and, yeah, still in contact with him. Yeah, well, hopefully he's listening and we'll uh, get him on soon to to chat about it. But, mate, how was retirement from footy for you? Um, yeah, look, I think it's still been pretty tough. And I, I, yeah. like, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that go through it, mainly because I love footy. That was yeah. my job and it's a cool job. Jesus, it's a good job. Um, and like, sort of people say, oh, well, you just got to find something you love. You're like, yeah, well, I did. <laughs> and I did it for yeah. 12 years. Um, and for me, um, I'm sure there's a lot of guys in my boat. Like, I wasn't like a top-name player, like, you know, really high profile who potentially have greater opportunities and well-deserved opportunities after the game. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't as productive with my time as I could have been through the game. I wasted a lot of money, whether it was, you know, from the gambling or going out or just, you know, wasting it on whatever. Um, and wasted my time time as well. I mean, potentially go for two or three coffees a day just to cruise around the mall. Um, so I didn't really have anything set up when I finished footy. Um, so I feel like that made it, a little bit difficult for me. Then I came home to Albury. I was working in a meat works for three or four months, like picking off meat that had like maggots and stuff in it. I'm going, what's going on? Like a year ago, I was like playing in front of these people and now I'm doing this. But, you know, I'm grateful for every opportunity because it sort of just helps you understand, one, how good I had it and, you know, potentially what I want to do anyway moving forward that, you know, yeah. all right, I don't want to be working here at the meat works. I want to be doing something else with my life. So, um, I ended up buying a business in Albury, which was another yeah. challenge. Had no idea. A sushi train, which I've still got down there. Like, that was stressful, still is stressful. Um, but again, really cool um, character building. Um, coached a couple of footy sides locally, um, captain coach. Again, which was a good challenge, but I probably had a different mindset when I went back to those teams. I was like, I knew all the things that I didn't do when I was playing at times, and I wanted these local guys to do that. Yeah. Um, but now I've got an opportunity. I'm up at, in Townsville, actually. I moved up here three months ago with Terry Campisi. He's the head coach of the Blackhawks. So I'm his assistant yes. up here. And Very nice. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this opportunity. Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm starting a Masters of Teaching starting in March full time. So um, potentially in two years' time, be a qualified teacher. But I want to sort of try and give everything um, to the coaching side of things and just see where that takes me as well. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Uh, big shout out to Campo as well. He is... Really good mates with one of the guys on our podcast, Craig Glover. So Craig runs the Blokes Walk and Talk up in Canberra. Uh, yeah, so, cool. yeah, he he knows Campo and a few of the boys pretty well. So shout out to Campo, shout out to Craig if you boys are listening. Uh, mate, it's January. It's pre-season at the moment. I want you to take us through uh, a pre-season in the NRL. You come back after Christmas, you know, might have a bit of Christmas weight on. Is it grueling? How is that training when you come back? Yeah, mate, there's definitely a few demons in the head when you first get back, for sure. 
I said, it's one of those things, especially for me, I used to go back to Albury and I've got a really good group of mates in Albury. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you get back, you just get caught up in it. It's Christmas. I'll have a few beers. I'll go do this. Yeah. We'll eat, whatever. So, yeah, those first weeks when you get back are really tough, especially dry, both places, Canberra, Penrith, um, dry, hot heat. Um, yeah. I mean, I look back on it now and I'd do anything to go back and get flogged five days a week. Like in the moment, we're all turned up going, well, we're training again, like on the fourth yeah. day or whatever. We've got fitness again, like um, whinging for the sake of whinging. But, I mean, I'd do anything to go back. You're getting paid to get fit. But definitely it was tough. But I used to love that grind of coming back. I wasn't way out of shape. Like, I was always a guy that looked after himself quite well. But I love yeah. that grind of, you know, you come back, you know it's going to be tough. You're pushing yourself mentally. Um, yeah, we had, to, we had a few tough pre-seasons. They always change every year. I think coaches are trying to do do different things each year. Neil Henry was, yeah, really tough on us a couple of years. Um, then different ones, I think in Penrith in 2011, Geno had us doing a heap of army stuff, bear crawls and stuff, which I sucked at. And because I sucked at it, I hated it even more. So I had even more demons. So, um, it was, yeah, it's definitely a grind and tough mentally. But, um, yeah, at the same time, it was a pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mate, before we finish up, can you give us an early prediction for 2024? Maybe a team that finished in the bottom eight that you think will improve in 24. Yeah, well, this isn't too outlandish. I mean, they finished ninth and they were pretty close on points difference and stuff like that. And this isn't because we're now aligned with South Sydney either. I just think South Sydney will potentially be a team that play finals 40 next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got such big names, Latrell, Cook, Cody Walker. That's it. Um, yeah, they're, they're a good footy side. And when they're on, they're, they're pretty hard to beat. So I think they're going to respond. They've got Jack White in there this year, who's a great player and a great fella as well. So... Um, yeah, I think South Sydney will be, you know, pushing at least that top six, if not the top four. Yeah, a bit of a shock in 23 when they uh, they were leading after 11 rounds and then to drop out. But I think you're right there. I think they're too good to not be there uh, come September in 24. So you're exactly right, mate. Well, Adrian, that's all we've got time for today. I just want to quickly, big shout out to our sponsors, League Lids. Check out leaguelids.com. Get yourself a nice retro rugby league corduroy hat. Uh, new stock dropped just today as well. And if you use the code RUCK10, you get 10% off. Uh, Gibson's Country Style Jerky for all your jerky needs as well. Go to gibsonscountrystylejerky.com.au. We also are aligned with Picklebet. Check out Picklebet as well. And you can sign up using our affiliate code RUCK as well. And, of course, Clean Cup Family Meats, local butcher in Penrith, where I live. Shout out to Clean Cup Meats. Uh, best butcher going around. Get all your meat there. But that's all we've got time for. That's Adrian. I'm Joey. Wherever you are, be good.